Hello you guys, welcome back to another episode. Today we are going to be talking about everything gut health. You know I love the topic of gut health because I just think it is so, so important and that's why I have an expert on the show today. Her name is Laura Marzen and she is a dietitian and the founder of Fresh Food Bites, which is a virtual nutrition coaching practice that focuses on helping women improve their digestion, energy, and metabolism. So we're gonna talk about some good things today. I hope you are ready. Hey you guys, welcome to the Empowered Podcast, hosted by your girl, Miranda Lee. I hope you're ready to get confident, throw away the all or nothing mindset, fully surrender to God and strive to be 1% better every day. Don't forget, you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. Alrighty, let's get this party started. Hello, Laura. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. Thanks for having me, Miranda. I'm so excited to talk about gut health because it's one of my favorite topics, and I think it is so important, but I don't think people know too much about it. So I'm excited for you to, you know, tell us all the good things and all the simple steps that we can take to improve our gut health. But before we dive into that, can you tell our audience who you are and what you do and how you got to where you are today? Sure. So my name is Laura Marzen. I'm a registered dietitian and my journey with my own gut health has been a little bit of a roller coaster. So after I graduated, I've kind of battled digestive issues myself for quite a long time. And I really thought that once I learned all that I could about nutrition, that I could use that to help myself get better. But over the course of the years, I just wasn't finding that relief that I was wanting. So I really had to start diving deeper into the world of functional medicine. And, you know, through that, I was able to clear up my own symptoms. And it really gave me so much freedom that I realized I needed to help other people do the same thing. So I know, you know, gut health is so important for our overall health. And I think it's often underlooked. It's not really a topic that people necessarily want to talk about, but it's so important. And I think that by continuing to have conversations like this that we're having, we can make it a little bit more mainstream so that people can feel more comfortable and confident to talk about it with their providers, even with their friends if they're struggling. Yeah, I think that um, that diet culture has really gotten in the way of the importance of gut health because with like counting macros and calories, people think that that's all that matters is, you know, how many calories is going in and then how many calories are you burning throughout the day? And I... I, I know that whether our goal is weight loss or just trying to be healthier, it has way more to do with um, like what we are putting in our body besides the fact of calories or macros. So can you explain like the, like the importance of gut health and how our gut health really affects our physical health, mental health, and just health overall? Yeah, absolutely. So it really comes down to how our body processes the foods that we're eating because that's what digestion is doing. So when we eat, 
a whole slew of processes kind of kick in and systems kick in that will you know, break down the foods that we're eating and allow our bodies to absorb the nutrients from the foods that we're eating. So we can have the healthiest diet in the world, we can eat the healthiest foods in the world, but if our gut health isn't on par, if our digestion isn't optimized, our body isn't gonna be able to use all of those nutrients. So that's why it's so important because it affects so many other systems in our body. I mean, I think as we learn more about our bodies in general, we know that all of the systems in our bodies are so interconnected and digestion impacts everything. So it's, it's really paramount to our overall health. Yeah. And I know there's, um, you know, a link between, you know, they talk about the brain gut connection, which I think is so cool. And I'd like for you to, to explain that. I've talked about that a little bit, but I'm not sure if it was, (laughs) um, the most in-depth version, I guess you can say it was very layman terms, but can you explain like what the, the, the brain gut connection is and and why that's super important? Cause that's, that's like one of the best parts about improving our gut health is how it affects every other part of our body as well. Exactly. And a lot of times, you know, if, if someone goes into their healthcare provider and says, oh, I've got all of these symptoms and it looks like IBS, you know, they've got bunches of gas, bloating, indigestion, along with that often comes anxiety. And so often, and I know it was like this for me, you know, 20 years ago when I was really struggling, you'd go in and they would be like, well, it's anxiety, just, you know, take some anxiety medication and you'll be fine. Well, we know that anxiety plays a big role in how our symptoms are and how our gut health is. But the thing that we, you know, maybe are learning now more than ever is how interconnected it is. So it's not just a simple thing of saying, oh, well, you've got anxiety. So just, you know, take this medication and you'll be better. It's about optimizing both the the mindset and the gut health because you can work on both at the same time and once you do that and that was a big piece for me was knowing that i had to work on my gut health as well as my mindset then everything just starts to get better and better and it's a snowball effect and you feel just healthier overall but the basic premise is that our mind and our gut are so interconnected so when we're eating food it, you know, the moment we even see the food, our brain signals our digestion to start working. So, you know, we think that digestion starts in our mouth, but really it starts by just looking at the food. And so then our brain sends signals down to our gut that says, oh, you need to start pumping out digestive juices because she's going to be eating food now and you're going to have to digest that food. And so, there's the biggest connection in my opinion is through the vagus nerve and the vagus nerve is this really long nerve that runs from our brain down to our gut and it really sends all those signals into motion and sets you know all of the signals that kind of stimulate digestion into motion so that's why it's so important not only to work on you know, optimizing your gut health and your digestion, but at the same time, working on your overall mindset with it. And there's a lot that you can do 
to stimulate the vagus nerve so that it works more optimally. And, you know, just things like humming or gargling, um, singing, those kinds of things can actually activate that vagus nerve, which can help your overall digestion. That's so interesting. I've, I've never heard anyone really talk about the vagus nerve um, and how it's linked to digestion. So I learned something new. I think that's, yeah. that's really awesome. Um, so maybe what are some signs, signs or symptoms that people may, could be having if they're struggling with their gut health, whether it's, you know, IBS, and for those who don't know, that's irritable bowel syndrome, or maybe just you know, people who just don't, you know, who need to work on their gut health in general. So I think everyone needs to work on their gut health. No one has perfect gut health. Um, so maybe what are some signs and symptoms that we can look out for? Maybe that you would be like, oh, red flag, that's connected to poor gut health. Yeah. So there's the obvious ones, like when you're eating, if you've got indigestion, lots and lots of gas and bloating after you're eating, um, constipation is a big one, especially for a lot of women. And I think it's an under recognized condition because a lot of, a lot of people will just go on with life. And if they are only having a bowel movement two, even three times a week, they think that that's normal for them. And while it might be normal for you, it's not the way that your body should be working. So if you're having I would say less than three bowel movements a week. That's definitely constipation. Um, you really should be having one to two every day, even up to three every day. So that's a big one for people. Uh, also just lots and lots of loose stools is, is another red flag that you're really, your digestion isn't working the way it should. But then there's some things that you just would never really link to gut health. Um, reflux is another one that might be a little bit more, you know, linked for people, but then things like, you know, frequent headaches, migraines, those kinds of things, those can be linked to gut health. Um, weight loss, if you're just losing weight that you can't really explain or even excess weight, like if you're gaining weight and you really don't know where that's coming from, it could be linked to gut health. Um, there's there's so many things. Um, your gut health is so interconnected with your thyroid health. So if either one of those two, you know, systems of the body is off, you're going to have a whole slew of symptoms. Dry skin can be another one that's linked to both thyroid health as well as gut health, because it goes back to what I was saying at the beginning. If you're not able to digest and absorb the foods, the nutrients that you're eating from the foods that you're eating, then your skin could be dry because maybe you're not absorbing those fat soluble vitamins that are so important for our skin. So yeah, so many different symptoms that can, that can be linked to gut health. Yeah. I, I bet you could keep going on and on about different things that could possibly be linked. It, exactly. And, and it was like, you're saying is, you know, a lot of people might assume or think that, oh, I don't, I don't really have problems with, you know, this or that symptom, but what you said before that everybody really should be working on their gut health and prioritizing it is so true because it's just so important as I was saying before. So 
yeah, really anyone can, can do a little bit better. Yeah. I was, um, I was reading a book all about gut health. And one of the things I found really interesting was, um, you know, the rise of celiac disease and gluten intolerance. Um, it's not a fad and basically long story short, it's because we have such poor gut health that, you know, there's basically the same amount of people with the celiac gene or the gluten intolerance gene. It's just poor gut health has triggered it a lot more often now than back in the day. And it's because of poor gut health. It's because people are eating more processed foods instead of, um, instead of whole foods and getting that variety of foods. So what tips do you have for, you know, for anyone listening who, or who is like, okay, I'm ready to work on my gut health. Where the heck do I start? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? And when I was starting to work on my own gut health, I had no idea, even though I was trained in nutrition. So the confusion is real. And if you are struggling with it and you are confused by all of the information that you might be searching on Google, you're not alone. So don't feel like you should know everything that you should do for your gut health. One of the biggest things that I think people can do right off the bat is just making sure that they are eating balanced meals throughout the day. A lot of times people will, you know, if they're having some of those IBS symptoms, it's very easy for people to be like, oh, I just need to cut out this food or that food or, you know, go on this restrictive diet and it will clear up all of my symptoms. The problem is it's not really the food that's causing your symptoms. It's the environment that that food is going into. And so if your gut health isn't balanced and isn't optimized, then whatever food you're going to be eating is going to set off those symptoms for you. So the main thing is we got to figure out what's causing those problems in the first place. But one great thing to just start with is just to eat balanced meals throughout the day and to include a wider variety of foods in your diet. I know that can be, you know, scary if you've been trying an elimination diet, but um, it can really help. Eating enough is another thing that a lot of people can struggle with, especially if you've been having digestive symptoms for a long time. It's not always easy to eat enough because if every time you're eating, you're getting all of these symptoms with it, well, you might think, oh, I just can't eat as much and maybe that will help. So eating well-balanced meals throughout the day, making sure that you don't just graze all day. That's another big thing that is um, that can really be a problem for digestion. Our digestion really needs breaks in the day. And so if you can space your meals out or you're eating you know, times out by three to four hours, that's also ideal. Um, and then just working on overall blood sugar balance, which isn't just for people with diabetes, it's super important for all health conditions and especially with digestion. So working on just having good, well-balanced meals, you know, balancing your protein with your fats, your carbohydrates and your fiber can really go a long way as well. Yeah, I, I like how you said in the beginning, um, you know, to try to really get a wide variety of food in. I think 
um, the, the culture that we live in now, people think the answer to everything is to take things out. Um, when really most of the time the answer should be adding things in. And I know a, a big fad is to, you know, take out essentially entire food groups, whether you're doing keto and taking out carbs or deciding I'm going to be gluten-free or whatever diet that people are trying. Um, can you explain why that is bad for our gut health? Yeah. So the reason why it's not good to be on long-term restrictions is just because it, it's not really addressing the underlying cause. And so if you're not un addressing the underlying cause, it's just basically like putting a Band-Aid on. And then after a while, even those restrictions that you're, that you're doing aren't going to help you anymore because you haven't addressed that underlying cause. So then you're gonna, your symptoms are gonna, going to come back and then that could cause you to say, oh, well, I must need to restrict even more different foods. Um, and restrictions can be okay as long as you're working with someone who can help you navigate the process in a very mindful way. They can help to kind of ease your symptoms right away so that you can work on healing your gut um, a little bit more easily. So there's definitely a time and place for very short-term restrictions, but we don't want to be on, like, for example, the low FODMAP diet. A lot of people with IBS are told, you know, follow a low FODMAP diet and then you'll be fine. Well, the problem is they don't get the guidance that they need to work through that diet in an appropriate way. So then they end up being on a low FODMAP diet for a year or two years or even more. And then they start to see some of those nutrient deficiencies because they're not eating a wide variety of food. And then when you start to get nutrient deficiencies, it's not going to help your gut to heal in the long run. Plus when you're on a really restricted diet, you can often, it's often very easy to undereat, and then your body just simply won't have the energy and the calories that it needs to heal because, you know, our, our digestion really uses a lot of calories. It uses a lot of energy. So we need to make sure that we're fueling it well. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think people are just so fast to try and um, I guess try to find a fix and a quick answer and a quick fix um, when you should really be working with a professional to you know find the root of the issue and um, I feel like a lot of times with like you were talking about earlier <laughs> like with doctors they're, they're so fast to you know give you medication instead of finding the root cause um, is there anything that maybe we do that is actually really hurting our gut health. Like for me, the first thing that comes to mind is how, you know, doctors or whoever prescribe antibiotics right away. Mm -hmm. And, you know, antibiotics is horrible for your gut health, but are there any other choices that maybe we might be making that we don't even realize that it's actually hurting our gut health and not helping us? Where do I start? <laughs> no, actually it's, you know, a lot of times it, it comes back to what we're putting in our mouths. I mean, of course, we want to be eating as fresh whole foods as, as much as we can. And unfortunately, 
the culture that we live in now is so focused on, you know, quick packaged processed foods. And, you know, unfortunately, while those foods might taste great, they have a lot of additives and preservatives. And so second to antibiotics, like you had said, as well as other medications that can affect the gut microbiome, a lot of these, you know, additives, preservatives are chemicals in our food that really aren't helping our gut health. Um, but the other basic things that many people do a lot of time is just eating too quickly and grazing all throughout the day. I mean, those are two big ones that come to my mind. It's like we are in this culture where you got to go, go, go. And that means, you know, eating quickly in the car on your way from meeting to meeting on, or on your way taking your kid to a practice or something or just not taking time to sit down, have a mindful meal, and really chew your food well. You know, we just rush through our meals. And when you do that, you can't chew your food well. And that's one of the basic premises of digestion is making sure that you help to break down your food by chewing it really well. Um, going back to the grazing, like what I talked about before, it's like our digestion needs a break between our eating times. So if we're not allowing for that to happen, then our digestion is just like constantly having to work and it can't really do the job very well if it's constantly having to work. So those are two other things that, that people can really, it can make a big difference and we have the ability to make those changes without doing anything fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Those are two like very simple things that we can change like right away. And it all starts with just, you know, the awareness and being conscious of it because we are go, go, go. We live in a society where it's like, I feel like no one has time to just sit down and eat or even sit down and eat um, like uninterrupted or without like distractions. And, you know, it's probably another reason why where we are today and how life is now, like why we struggle with gut health more than, you know, previous generations. Um, right. Another thing that I, that I know you talk about that is really tied with gut health is energy. And I know a lot of people struggle with a lack of energy, especially women. So what are some tips to help boost our energy levels that we can start implementing today? Right. So as you know, I talked about this earlier, but it all comes down to digest, digesting and absorbing our, our nutrients from our foods. So that's, you know, one of the first places to start is to just improve your gut health so that you're getting all of the nutrients from food. Uh, two other things would be eating a well-balanced breakfast within an hour of waking. So one of the one of the reasons why we struggle so heavily with energy crashes throughout the day is because our blood sugars are all over the place. They're on a roller coaster, and if we're starting our day with you know skipping breakfast or just drinking coffee for breakfast which is going to spike our cortisol levels and send our blood sugar on that roller coaster ride or if we're relying on really really carb or sugar heavy breakfast like muffins and 
you know, pancakes, waffles, cereal, all of those good things, it's, that's not going to help keep our blood sugar balanced throughout the day. So if we can start our day with a really well-balanced meal, that's going to help tremendously. Um, another thing is to really just support our mineral levels. So a lot of women, this is not something that, you know, is, is something that we learn, but our mineral levels are so important. So things like magnesium, sodium, potassium, um, those are really important minerals and electrolytes that our body needs in order to have the energy and to keep our metabolism running really well. So uh, we can get those through foods fairly easily, except magnesium is a little bit trickier to get through foods. So for that one, I often recommend supplementation, but just working on overall mineral intake is a really good thing to do throughout the day. Uh, one thing that I really like to do to help boost my mineral levels is to drink this adrenal cocktail, or some people refer to it as a mineral mocktail. And it's really high in potassium. It's got magnesium and sodium, and that can really help people as well. It's like you need to be well hydrated in order to be energized throughout the day also. But if we're just drinking a bunch of plain water, it will dilute our mineral status. And so then that can actually lower our energy levels. So I try to do one or two of those adrenal cocktails every day. And that really helps too. That is awesome. Yeah. I, I like the point you made about, you know, if how important minerals are to our gut health. And if we're just drinking a bunch of water, it can, it can actually, you know, be diluting it. So I think that is, that is so cool. And are these things that you post on, um, on your Instagram? I, I think I've posted the adrenal cocktail recipe on there, but it's really simple. And if you send me a DM on Instagram, I can send you a recipe for it. So yeah, it's, and it's really, it's a tasty drink too. So it's like, plus it's, it's a really good, um, it's a really good substitute for Gatorade. So I'll give it to my kids for if they have a really long practice or something and, and it's healthier too. Awesome. Well, where can people go to, you know, find you and connect with you on social media? Sure. So I'm most active on Instagram and my handle is Fresh Food Bites. And I also have a website, which is also freshfoodbites.com. And you can find a lot of information there, blog posts, as well as if you'd like to learn more about how you can work with me on your gut health, you can find more there. And I've got resources there as well. So, yeah. Awesome. I'll make sure to link those in the show notes so people can reach out to you and connect with you. But I just wanted to say thank you so much. I think we all need to focus on prioritizing our gut health. I think that should be, that should be our goal. And, you know, it starts with, um, let's stop snacking and let's eat a little slower and, and chew more undistracted. So that's a good goal for everyone right now. <laughs> that's right. It's not always easy, but it, it helps a ton. Yes, exactly. We don't need to have these big extravagant um, like goals in the beginning when it comes to our gut health. These little things that, that you are sharing can really help improve our gut health, improve our energy levels, and you know, help with all these other things that we didn't even think were connect to our gut, connected to our gut health. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. 
All right, you guys, that is it for today's episode. But as you can see, gut health is super important and gut health is actually um, one of the topics I cover in Diet Ditchers Academy. I have a whole week dedicated to improving our gut health. I go over the basics of gut health and um, I have a way for you guys to help improve your gut health with these little goals. I've had past clients who've done this program who they actually loved doing the the chapter on gut health because you learn a lot. It is so fun and it is just important to know about gut health. And like Laura was saying earlier, she was saying how important it is to have balanced meals. And what she means by that is making sure that you have carbs, fats, and proteins in each meal, which is a whole nother topic that we talk about in Diet Ditchers Academy as well. You do not have to count your calories or count your macros, but knowing the difference between carbs, fats, and proteins, which which foods um, have carbs, fat, and protein, and just focusing on having these, what they say as balanced meals, is really important for our gut health too. So if you guys are ready to just to just ditch diets, but improve your overall health, to prioritize nutrition, and to just stop under eating, over exercising, and just doing these things for the wrong reasons. And eating healthy solely to have your body look a certain way is one of the biggest reasons why people diet and exercise, but that's not what we wanna do. We wanna make sure that we are working on our health inside and out, and I will teach you how to do that in Diet Ditches Academy. So if you are ready to sign up or you would like to learn more about this six-week self-paced online course that you get to keep forever so you can retake it if you want to, and you get freebies along with it, you can go to thisismrandalee.com slash DDA, as in Diet Ditches Academy, and you can learn more and sign up as well. All right, you guys, like I said, That is it for today's episode. I will catch you in the next one, but I hope you guys have an amazing and a blessed day.